0: Hello, Work Wives. Welcome to another episode of Dear Work Wives. I'm Adrian, And I'm Emily. And we're here to help you create work cultures and environments that don't suck. So that do not suck because we've
1: had enough sucky work cultures.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're
1: so bad. <laughs> we have been getting so much good feedback on the, in- the gram over on the Instagram lately. That oh, yeah. is so nice to see. I know we talked I talked about on the last week episode but I think it's it's a wild to me how like these simple things of just how to treat everyone as if they were a human being
0: just like really blows really, people away
1: really resonates with people like it's very like oh wow <laughs> what a oh, hot take so
0: many people are not being treated like human beings that this is like revolutionary
1: wow. yeah so i think keep it coming keep the keep the feedback and the and the stories coming you know so let
0: us know if you're not being treated like a human being (laughs) and and we'd love to talk about it absolutely
1: in a helpful way supportive way yeah 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 Yeah, we got your back we have three really good stories today one of them is long which I'm excited for because there's lots of good details so before Juicy. we dive in quickly give us a recap
0: on your life in the last week you well, shared the most tragic was, news with me before we hit record as I was just letting you know it wouldn't be a Wednesday if I didn't feel sick you know it's so I woke up feeling like I have maybe a it's throat. us
1: maybe it's a sign that you're not supposed
0: to be doing this I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to accept that sign if no. so Um, yeah, I kind of fought off that little cold last week. It didn't progress, thankfully, into anything more. Yeah. Um, But this morning, uh, well, Coco, the baby, she's been under the weather. Like, she's got the boogies now. Yeah. And now I have a sore throat. So I don't know what's happening over here, but I need someone to come, like, disinfect my house. Like, put a tent over it, you know? Yeah. Just burn it down, maybe. I wouldn't I like your house I wouldn't burn it but <laughs> but someone like yeah we need to like you know what they do we have a you lot need the fog of... machine we need like the termite tent have you ever yeah. seen that like yes. we have that a lot down here because yeah of, like older homes and termites Florida um it looks like a circus tent over the whole house I feel like I need that for like a disinfectant and then fumigate <laughs> the yeah. whole home I think
1: I think it's yeah. a good idea why not? And while yeah. your home is Start doing from. that, you guys could all come here for a little vacation. Yeah. Speaking of you know, vacations. I know. I don't I know, talk about that a- either.
0: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a sore subject, but I did book some Disney tickets because the Florida resident discounts were in- insane. I couldn't say no. So you have to. I'm going to be going to Disney this summer. I mean, cool. Good for you. I you guess. You were invited.
1: I know, but you I can't go then. I know. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I know. I will be okay. It's a it's a lot bigger of a trip for me to come
0: to Florida. I was thinking you know you know that too because I was like, okay, it's the flight. Number one, the... it's like cheaper for me because I am a Florida resident. So I can like do this four-day ticket for yeah. $220 or whatever. Yeah. Super steal. And then like but you I don't have drive. to pay for flights and I don't have to pay for like Exchange. all the extra things that you're going to have to do to get here. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, I know that it's going to be a smaller trip for me because the tickets, are, it's still going to be a big trip. It's still going to be a big expense, totally. but, yeah, yeah. but lesser than, you know, a normal Disney trip, but it's actually a lot for you and like a lot more cumbersome to like get yeah. down here so I the understand. exchange
1: rate is really like sometimes the like the the nail in the coffin for a lot of these plans because yeah. like it's a dollar 40 right now
0: so so it's you know like, what I mean it's wild like one and a half of you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah so, so it's crazy. like even if it's a deal by the time you add the exchange it's not a deal, a deal. anymore so yeah, yeah, yeah. I am sad I have the sads And that's okay because we'll just come next time because you're a Disney family now. So we'll just come next time.
0: I was so shocked when Tyler became like a Disney dad. Like he, if I say like, oh, let's go to Disney for vacation. He's like in, if I yeah. ask to go anywhere else, he's like, like Eeyore. he doesn't want to go yeah. anywhere. He doesn't want to come to Canada.
1: That's for sure. He's made that he Doesn't really clear. want to get on a
0: plane. I think it's like getting on a plane with the children, like really overwhelms him. The idea like, of I can it. absolutely relate to that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney seems like just like, so thankful it's like in our, you know, yeah. in our area so that we can just drive over. But yeah. Um, you know and this so, time you're gonna go to gonna like Hollywood
1: them. Studios too which I think is really cool because
0: yeah we haven't been to Epcot or Hollywood Studios with the kids last time we just did Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom yeah this time we're gonna do all four parks which should be real exhausting for us that'll but be great it'll be great and those kids will be like Disney tired at the end of the day and they'll just pass us pass out. right out yeah you know yeah and i just booked a princess meal for kit at epcot which i'm so excited with. Last Are you just gonna you go to with kit? Just you and oh, kit no, no the taking the whole, whole fam yeah, yeah okay. um i probably shouldn't take coco because it's also like her nap time but what am i gonna do you know like take a nap in the car stroller i just i just yeah. won't pay for her to eat hopefully yeah no she's under she won't eat she won't have to pay okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but last time we went to Disney, she was, like, not into any of the princesses. Like, she hadn't even watched Frozen at that point. It was like, all Mickey. She, it was all Mickey. And she yeah. still loves Mickey. And now Coco, actually, like, she'll go and, like, pick up the Mickey stuffies. And she'll, Mickey. Like, she, yeah. like, is, like, yeah. starting to get into that. But I'm so excited for Kit to, like, meet all the princesses. Because now she's, like, obsessed with all of them. Like, she loves Rapunzel. She loves Ariel. She loves, we're going to see Ariel this week. Um, Friday. Main. Yeah.
1: Oh. Be there. I'll be there. Be there, be square. Are you gonna order food to your seat? Thirty minutes into the movie. I hope so. Good. I'll try to convince Tyler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> You're in charge. I should just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's really like the movie in charge guy. Like he has like the app and the like. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just like buy the tickets. <laughs> yeah.
1: That'll I'm the fun. Disney in
0: charge girl. Like yes, oh, as you should be. Yeah. Lucky <laughs> like they just like show up, you know, yeah. and then it's like you're gonna be on your phone all
1: day getting those genie getting plus those, things, yeah. yes.
0: And like they
1: have no clue, you know, yeah. So you're gonna have a great time, and
0: I'm, I'm thinking i'm not even you. gonna need the genie plus this time because Kit is eligible for what's called like a DAS pass because oh, nice. of her like anxiety disorder oh. perks of anxiety, silver lining, listen. Growing up so with I'll my brother. Silver,
1: I'm paying enough yeah. in
0: therapy every month.
1: So I'll take it. we'll get a DAS pass. Literally <laughs> that growing up with my brother who has a disability, we like we're like, you know what? We'll take everything we can get because yes. why not? Right. <laughs> everything else is hard. So let's take the few things that make it easier. <laughs> a little bit easier. Yeah. Exactly. So that'll be great for you. I won't talk to you for a few weeks because I'll be just livid, but it's livid, okay. Livid, I know. We'll survive. Nevertheless. I
0: will
1: say, um, it was a long weekend here last weekend. It was so nice. My sister in law, James's sister, brother in law, and my nieces came for the weekend, and it was so nice. I love them all so much. And we had a little block party. I live on a court, so we had like a court block party. We set up fire. Is that like Like a circle cul de sac? Yeah, like a cul de sac. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we always do fireworks. We set up fireworks and just had like a little block party and it was just really What's nice. What's the holiday? Like ours it's like is our Memorial, Memorial- It's like our oh, okay. Memorial Day. So it's actually Victoria Day. So it's like celebrating Queen Victoria's birthday or something like that. I don't really know, okay. but it's May long weekend, May 2-4 as the Canadians call it. Um, and it was great. It was a perfect weekend. The weather was gorgeous and, you know, we just really had a great time. Good. Yeah. That's all. Should we dive in? That was, that was a I one today.
0: I mean, Mary told me that she loves this segment the most. So <laughs> but I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. Well, because... sometimes when
1: I listen to, it, I'm like, is the segment too long? Like, I get very anxious. Anxious that right, we just like.
0: There's definitely much. some people who are just like, get to the I don't want to hear about any of this. Yeah, you know, you
1: guys, but are others want
0: it. So you can't, you can't, can't please, please everybody. Exactly.
1: You're not everyone's cup of tea. Some people like coffee.
0: That's right. Yeah, I, oh, I do way. have something exciting this weekend coming up. It's Kit's first dance recital. So <gasps> yes. big weekend over here, you know? Big weekend. The costumes. She looks so <laughs> cute. She looks so cute. She has her, like, um, dress rehearsal tomorrow afternoon. So oh. that will be the real test of, like, does she understand that she's going to be in front of an audience, like, on a stage? Because yeah. as of right now, she's just been, like, practicing in... The studio the dance room studio yeah. yeah so i don't think that she understands what a recital is yeah at this point so <laughs> tpd tomorrow if if she'll be participating yeah.
1: <laughs> my niece's ballet recital is 50 dollars a ticket okay
0: this is <laughs> i went to like buy these tickets for kids recital and i'm thinking they're gonna be five ten dollars ten whatever. bucks yeah It's $20 for like a general ticket. And then it was like $40 if you wanted to like pick your seat or something. And then it was $60 if you wanted like a VIP seat. And of course, you feel like a terrible parent. You're like, well, should I? I probably should want the VIP seat, but I'm not paying $60 because that's insane. Daughter's 30 second dance. 30 second dance, literally. And she probably won't even do it, you know? Like, totally. (laughs) So I bought the $20 ticket, but I'm like, dang, they're like cleaning up on this thing. I'm sure they use it as like a fundraiser or whatever, but wow. Yeah. I didn't even invite like my brother and sister because I was like, I don't want them to pay this much money to watch Kit for 30 seconds. You know, you can do it in the living room next time they're over. I'll show them the video. Like maybe when she gets older and is in more of the dances or something, but I was just like, wow, they're really proud of this performance (laughs) for $60. yeah it's
1: wild like Lila's piano and voice recital is, is just $20 and that's the re- the re- the fee to rent the space you know $20 right. like, flat per, per like it's not per person it's just 20 extra dollars in your fee that month
0: you know oh no ours was per person so I yeah. bought like for me Tyler I'm not buying one for Coco like no, I'll that baby. They, yeah. yeah like no <laughs> and then I bought one for our nanny because she wanted to go and see but yeah <sighs> well so $60 i spent on i mean it's, it's not to mention how much the costume cost literally
1: okay. i don't know it's wild but yeah. good for them yeah. you know they're making it happen
0: yeah we need to I'm... have like a car wash or something car car watch, the bake sale. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or something <laughs> yeah literally
1: oh okay let's dive in we got some good ones today okay Okay. First one is from job breakup blues. This is a lengthy one, but I'm going to read it all because there's lots of good context. Okay. Hey, Adrian and Emily love the podcast. In fact, it's well, brought thank me- you. Oh, thank you so much. It's brought me great comfort when we all launched everyone in my family laughs when I say y'all, but I just, y'all that's some part that's of, some of my, yeah. When y'all launched. I was in the middle of an extremely stressful time in my career and it made me feel less alone in my situation. Here's what happened. I've been at my job for almost 14 years. I had excellent performance reviews and eventually moved up the ranks to be in charge of my organization's two group rental programs. In March of 2020, these programs disintegrated because of COVID obviously. It was super stressful mm-hmm. and this was a loss of about 1.6 million in gross revenue. Yikes. Damn. For the next three years, the team and I struggled to resuscitate the programs endured layoffs, furloughs, salary cuts, all of those things. I led my team as we tried everything we could to make money while holding space for our programs to come back. We modified current and started new programs while implementing all the safety precautions for COVID, like all of that, you know, like they brought, Mm. they pulled it back to life. Fast forward to January, 2023, and our programs are projecting to gross pre-pandemic levels in revenue. Although I continued to receive high performance reviews throughout the pandemic for my supervisor, it felt like I could start to breathe again. That is until my supervisor told me they were uh, restructuring and I could apply for a promotion that would be over my two programs, like overseeing my two programs and developing another one. If I didn't get the promotion, then I would lose leadership over one of my programs. Quite frankly, I was hurt. It felt like my organization was shopping for someone else after I had excellent performance reviews and fought hard to uh, resurrect these programs. Additionally, I had been doing the entire job as outlined in the posting, aside from developing new content, and had all of the required and preferred qualifications, and I'd had them for years. Nevertheless, I applied and interviewed for what felt like my own job. It was so stressful and painful. The job ended up going to another individual who had led another site of our organization that was closing. After three years of struggling and working really hard to get these programs back off the ground, not getting that promotion felt like a betrayal, especially since I lost leadership over one of my programs, so I left. Since leaving, my anxiety has subsided, which has helped a lot, but I still feel depressed, like I'm going through a breakup. I loved my job for over a decade, and I still feel super angry and insulted. Any tri- tips or tricks for dealing with these feelings?
0: Damn. They did you dirty, you know? Nice. Like So sad. So sad. It feels like... 14 years. 14 years. Good... Marks, reviews, yeah, uh, no performance, red flags, like, to claw your way back after COVID and after pandemic COVID. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then to be told you're going to have to interview and you're going to have to reapply in and interview for basically for the your own job. job that you have, that you've been excelling at. And then the nerve to have someone apply and interview and then select this other person. Yeah. <laughs> like, is yeah it's a slap in the face um I'm proud of you for leaving right like for really honoring yourself and your worth and your value yeah and knowing that like you probably wouldn't feel safe or supported there moving forward so I think it's a good move I feel like you know like she equates it to like a breakup right or he or she equates it to like a breakup after you know like my anxiety has mm-hmm. subsided, which is great, but now I'm like depressed. Like I loved my job, and that's like yeah. really sad. And so I think there's gonna be a period of mourning. I wish there was like a um job version of a rebound so that you could just like go be a little promiscuous right now and yeah. get over this person, but right? <laughs> doesn't not, work like that. Yeah. It doesn't really work like that with jobs, but you need like a rebound. Um Like a reset, you know, like a reset. Like, maybe you just need some time to think about what do you want to do next? Like, what values will the next company have that really align with you and what you want? And what would be fun? You know, like you said that you loved your job. So obviously there were some elements of fun there that you maybe want to bring into the next role, but sounds like there's some corporate or just organizational pieces that were misaligned, or maybe you learned over time that they were misaligned. Yeah. Um, yeah you need a reset. Right. But I think like, if you can maybe take some time for yourself right now, like, before you jump back in, you know, yeah. I think that like, whenever you have a, a change in jobs or a layoff, or uh, when you leave, it's like, you want to just like jump back into the next thing. Um. And financially, sometimes I know that you need to, but it also is a really good time to just like, take time off. Like you have no yeah. obligations at that point, you know, which rarely happens in life, <laughs> you know, like there's, yeah so few times that you're not working or needing to be, you know, responsible for things that if you have the financial ability to just like take some time for yourself, I would really allow yourself to do that. So that going into the next one, you're really mm-hmm. feeling good and clear about what you want. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I left college and stuff, like, I wish I had traveled more. I wish, like, saying. I, wish yeah. I had like taken advantage of yeah. not having or needing those like responsibilities, you know, before you get committed to something, you yeah. know, cause like once you're committed, it's really hard to take extended Tricks. time off.
1: Yeah. yeah, And I think like, if you can, I've seen a lot of, you know, people who were in a career and maybe they got burnt out by the career. And I'm not saying this is exactly what happened to you, but maybe they got burnt out by the career or the career wasn't what they wanted. And instead of like jumping back into the next career, they go and like, find a job where they're treated well, they're respected, their expectations are really easily outlined for them, but they're not as like invested in the
0: role. Yeah, it's just so like a work little at more Costco monotonous or something, but... you
1: know. And and they enjoy the people they work with, they show up, they do their job a r- really well and then they leave, you know, yeah. at the end of the day and they're like okay that was i made my money and now i can go live my life you know yeah 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 i am like always encourage people if you have the ability you know like don't feel this pressure of like every so like jump into another career move has to be the best next move for my career because our careers are a lot longer than we think they are you know like go work at a pet store or something seriously pet go the dogs. go work at a summer camp or Like, you know, like maybe that's not in alignment with what you want for your life, but like, what can you do? Maybe there's a seasonal job or something that, you know, it's just, I'm just taking a breather. Go work at like a heli, heli tourism place and be like a server for the summer, you know, like just go explore something new. I like the idea of a seasonal job because it's, you know, there's a start, there's an end. You don't have to feel like, oh, I'm taking this job, but only for a few months, but I can't tell them that it's like, go find a job that that's what it's designed for go have fun, go explore somewhere new. Um, or, you know, just don't feel like Like the next move has to be the move, you know,
0: like headspace of like, what do you want to jump into next for the career? Yeah. Right.
1: keep your feelers, like keep your feelers out, keep that resume updated, of course. Um, but you know, you don't want to just jump into the next thing and be super committed to it again, because you need a little time to heal from how you were treated in this.
0: What's the, um, like business work version of dressing for revenge? Oh, <laughs> right. I wish I knew.
1: Yeah. That's what you, you just need to like go. Sh- I don't need you. And I obviously don't know the details of, of what your organization was. Like maybe they have a top competitor. <laughs> you go, but, um, also after, I feel like after 14 years, you probably have really good connections in True. the industry. So I'm sure you could start to explore leveraging those, like use the time, like go for a coffee chat, just explore what's, what's happening. Um, but I know for a lot of people, like the financial aspect is a real thing, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to go work like at your next career. It can just be going to work, you know, somewhere that just
0: helps feels you pay bills Yeah. and
1: and feels like a good time for right
0: now. Yeah. And I think just also, like you mentioned, like depression, I just think like honoring that this was a breakup, right? Like that this 14 years, this was a long time and you felt a betrayal, right? And that hurts and there's going to be some emotions involved with that. And I think just like honoring those feelings and letting yourself. Yeah. Feel it, you know, and not feel like, Oh, but it's just a job. I shouldn't feel that way. I think that a lot of times we can downplay the, the challenges or the, the deep relationships and the trust that we had built with people. There's a lot of things here for you that may be coming up around like what you thought about these people or how they treated you, you know? So yeah, we'll go to therapy too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If you can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
1: yeah, don't like the number one thing is like, just don't pretend. I mean, it's, it's okay don't pretend everything's okay. It doesn't have to be okay. You can be upset and frustrated and angry and like just honor those feelings. so If you don't, then they're going to stay they're going to stay there. You have to process them and work through them for you to be able right, to do like grieving,
0: right? Like you have to fully. go through all the phases of grieving. Yeah. Because you were
1: betrayed by it sounds like a, a really close relationship, so right, like people you knew for a long time. Yeah. So. But update us on what you decide to do, please. please. Mandatory. Your update is mandatory. All updates are highly, highly suggested, but yours is mandatory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Condition, conditional. Um, are you ready okay. for the next one? Yeah. All right. This one is from Need Less Stress. They say, how can I help my team to not overwhelm their plates, to get them to actually remove tasks they no longer are no longer enjoying or that aren't actually making a difference in the business and encourage them To experience more joy in their role. It's been a busy season and I've hired two new people to balance workloads, but one of my team members still has a tendency to overcomplicate and overthink things. And the other gets very stressed out if anything goes wrong. Mm. Well, kudos to you for caring about their um, joy. You know, I think that's rare. So yeah, You're, you're,
1: you're coming from the right place, I think. I have, I would love to know your perspective as someone, like, I feel like this is you as a leader where you're like, I just want y'all to be happy and low stress and enjoy your life. And then, and then you don't, and then we don't (laughs) sometimes (laughs) like, you know, because we're all person, we have our own personality. Like, you know, I would be the person who gets stressed out if things go wrong on our team Mm
0: -hmm. or, you know,
1: can, can sometimes have not always the best reaction, that kind of thing. So how frustrating is it for you as a leader to be like, this is not what I want. And I'm actually not embodying any of these qualities. And yet y'all still
0: act like I am. Right. I think that's the frustrating part is like, you tend to like blame it on yourself. You're like, wait, what am I doing wrong still? Yeah. that Like, I feel like I've done so much to communicate that like making mistakes is okay, that like, we don't want you to overwork, that like, please don't, like we're not creating oxygen, right? Like yeah. we have all these things Go and yet a people, <laughs> people, right? And yes. they have their own tendencies. Um, so it can feel like I must be messing up. And so I think the first thing is to just check in with the culture and are you continuing to reiterate like the beliefs, the values, do they understand those things, right? And that it's not coming from you. Um, And so I think having conversations with them about like, what are those values? Are they embodying those values? How uh, And having the conversation so that they can come up with the solutions too, because you could tell them over and over and over again, like, I don't want you to overwork. I don't want you to overcomplicate things. I don't want you to stress about this. But if they... Are stressed, (laughs) are stressed, then they're gonna continue to be stressed, right? So it's like it's a it's a them thing to to work out and you can help them navigate that and identify like, oh, Adrian's not or this, you know, my leadership is not putting this on me. I am putting this on me. Yeah. So how can I not do that, (laughs) right? Like how can I navigate that or how can I handle that or how can I what type of support or reassurance do I maybe need? So I don't feel stressed. Right. Cause there might be something in that conversation that like, for example, Emily might tell me like, well, I'm stressed because we have these deadlines. Well, maybe I can communicate that like those deadlines are arbitrary and we can move them. And maybe that helps, but maybe she didn't know that. Right. So yeah. maybe, or maybe, oh, well we can, you know, we don't have to do these two projects. So maybe that'll, you know, create more bandwidth for you and we can hit those deadlines. Does that help you become less stressed? Right. Um, so I think, I think a conversation around that and continuing to reiterate the values, but in a way that also is coming from a curiosity perspective on like how, like what is coming up for them around, the stress, right? Like, why is that being created for them and how can can you help them move through it? Yeah.
1: I think that, like, the tendency, you know, a tendency to overcomplicate and overthink things, I think a lot of that, in my experience, comes from, like, wanting so badly to make sure that all the ducks are in a row that it's, Mm -hmm. like, well, let me think of every possible scenario, A through z which like can just make things more complicated because then you start making like emergency escape plans for something that has like a 1.1% chance of happening. Right. Which, like, it's good, but also it's, it's, it's probably a waste of time right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just creating, it's, it's amplifying any sort of real concerns we could have or real things that we need to address when there's mm-hmm. like, you know, what, what do we logically need to worry about first let's focus on that and like get all of those things sorted out because when we think of, okay, these are like four likely problems we're going to have or obstacles we need to be ready for. Like, and then we also add on 20 more that have a very low percent chance of happening or are going to need to be handled on a case-by-case basis. But we start stressing about them now. It feels like a mountain instead of a molehill, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, so keeping your team focused on like, yes, I understand there is a lot of unknown, but we know this, so let's keep it focus simple and address it. these <laughs> things, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think like focusing, like what's the very next thing or like the most important thing that we need to focus on, not all these million things that are like, what ifs and could have, yeah. could happen. And, like, I literally should
1: be looking in a mirror when I say this, but I actually, right. I do think I'm getting better at this for sure. I'm kind yeah. of like, eh, we'll cross that bridge when we get
0: there. Yeah, uh, if, I think we're also we in a season of like having to be in that, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the the other piece of um, you know, them maybe not wanting to let things go or being fearful of, you know, completely removing things from the business that sounds like they don't add much value. I would also ask them like what what are their hesitations or fears around removing some of those things? Like, yeah. why do we not like if if you as the leadership are saying we don't need to do this anymore. Like, what is their hang up? Like, what are their yeah. fears around letting some of those things go? Because have they attached their creative. own personal value to those tasks? Right. Do they think that they don't have job security? They won't have enough yeah. to do. Like, what is the fear? Do they maybe have different insight on yeah the value that they think those tasks bring to the customer or the product, you know? Yeah. Would we'll just be curious. And especially when things, you know, she said that they've had
1: it's been busy so things change so maybe they were valuable and they're not and you know when you're moving on the fly it's very easy for things to slip through the cracks or or um or to have mattered 6 weeks ago and not matter now you know yeah. uh and that's just the ability to remain agile like that is really challenging for some people which could be why people you know get stressed if things go wrong they think it's going wrong because mm-hmm. they're they're operating on you know, the decisions that were made a month ago, but maybe those decisions are different and we need to make, we need to actually sit down and and talk as a team about how like the decisions we made a month ago are actually not,
0: they're not the right decisions anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, I also think like a daily stand up is an important tool for a time like this so that you can help like reevaluate priorities and calm people's concerns. So yeah we use like, um we use Slack for our daily standup and in the daily standup at the end of everyone's day, they just write like, what was a win they had that day? What was, what's a concern they have, if any concern, yeah. or, like roadblocks. um And then what are they focused on tomorrow? And so I think that's a really good tool that you could implement to better address, you know, yeah. Overwhelm or like, I'm stressed about this. And then you can like, like, oh, that's not actually something that I'm stressed about or how can we help you, (laughs) you know? And then if priorities are a little out of whack in their tomorrow's focus, then you can help them reevaluate that before they spend time on it, you know? So I think that's like a practical, tangible tool you could implement too.
1: Yeah. And I think my final little piece of advice, if you have a relationship with these people where you can have like really open and honest discussion and be like really candid about in your feedback and like how you want to help them grow is if, if people are feeling like a lot of stress, I mean, I'll speak from personal experience. Whenever I'm like highly wound up, I like, I'm very loyal to the company. So if I feel like things are going wrong, I feel like the only way to fix it is to just show like, I'm so loyal. Like I'm so upset that this is going wrong. And I'm such a good employee. Um, and like, you know, I'm going to carry this or whatever. And it's actually like having discussions about how like creating that frenetic energy actually creates the opposite of what you're trying to achieve here. Like, Mm. I know you're loyal. I know you care, but by making a huge deal out of it, you're actually causing more of a disturbance than the act than the thing that happened, (laughs) you know? So let's just like, I, I see, I see you, I understand that, you know, never
0: questioned your loyalty or your
1: competency or whatever. It's just, but like these disturbances are more distracting than the, than the initial urgent, the initial problem, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, that might not always be true, but I know in the past it's been true for me. So maybe it is true sometimes. So
0: good luck. Good luck. Sounds like I focus on the right thing though. You know, it's kind of like when, like when a parent is like, worried about being a good parent, you know, they're probably a good parent. If you're worried
1: about being a good parent, you're a good parent. (laughs) That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Last one is from default micromanager. They share, I do not want to micromanage my team, but I currently review everyone's work for quality. And while there are many projects that are just good to go, a lot of times I do feel like something would, could be better. Especially when it's client facing, I'm finding it hard to bite my tongue for fear of not making something as good as it can be. Is this hard? Is this just a hard thing, even though it's the right thing? Or how do I live in this gray where sometimes I provide direction and most of the time I keep my mouth shut?
0: <laughs> as someone who, <laughs> yeah, like as someone who, like is an employee. Yeah. What's your preference? Like, I
1: think my preference would always be, I would want to know if there's a way to make something better, Mm -hmm. but I would need to understand
0: that that better, like, but is it actually better or is it just different i guess is my question that's what i'm saying like like if there's
1: something that can be done better that needs to be communicated if there's something that's like i prefer that we use green instead of blue like why if if we're in the brand like if yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. if it's all good like and you just wish that it was green instead of blue then like i don't need to know that but if if like the font needs to be bigger so that the this can be more legible or if, if we need more of this, because then Mm -hmm. it's going to be a higher converting sales page. Like we need to know that.
0: Yeah. You know, I I agree. I think that there's a distinction that needs to be made by this leader, right? Like, because I think one of the hardest things to do as a leader is to practice restraint. Sometimes when a team member is doing something that is good, high quality but just not the way I would do it necessarily. It's not the color yes. I would choose just to use that example, right? Yeah. But is it still right? Is it still good? Is it still high quality? Yes, then I need to practice restraint. Yeah. If there's a situation where it's not as good as it possibly could be, and it has nothing to do with me just having a different preference, right? Yeah. So it's not just about preference. It's about- Better quality. results. Yeah, better yeah. results. <laughs> um, Then I think there's- a time and a place to be able to give that feedback, you know? And I think, yeah, maybe there's a process that needs to be put in place so that it doesn't feel like micromanagement, yeah. but rather just a step in the process right now as they're learning. So in clockwork, in our program, we call this kind of like training wheels where um, eventually over time, you would not need to do this anymore because while you're giving them the feedback, they're learning, right? Because you're not just changing it. Right. So I think that's an important piece is like, you're not just changing the thing to make it better. You are providing context and feedback on why we would, why we would make it this color or why we would change the font to this size so that the person can learn. And now the next time they do it, they'll have that knowledge, experience of, oh, I remember Adrian said that like, this is why we do this color. So now I'm going to use this color. Right. And so as time goes on, we call it training wheels, because over time you're going to stop doing this, right. Because at a certain point they will learn and the quality will be just as good as yours, right. Or better hopefully because Mm -hmm. over time they've learned from the feedback and the expertise and the knowledge that you're giving them. Um, But I think that you have to be clear first on like, is this just a preference or is this an an actual increase in quality? And then how can I um, communicate that change or preference or like, not preference, how can I communicate that increase in quality in a way that they're learning through the process? Um, But I would make this like a standardized part of the process so that you're not just like stepping on their toes and it feels like micromanaging you know like hey let me yeah. see that actually before you send it to the client like it shouldn't be haphazard like that it should be yeah. until we're feeling like their quality is up to par there is a process for the review
1: yeah i think that's the differentiator is it's it's the review process will ab- should eventually have an end so it's like you're yeah. still in training we're still trying yes. And and the, the goal is to review is to not need the review process anymore. Right. Um, but until we're at that point, and like that will naturally start to happen the more that we collaborate on this process. I think that's mm-hmm. it's not like you go do this thing and I want nothing to do with it until the very end when I review it. It's like it's like a given a back and forth. Like this is the thing, and do your best, and then we're gonna review it and we're gonna figure out how we can improve it and standardize it for the company. Mm -hmm. And it's not just your personal preferences. It's like the standard across the company. We use this many links. We have this size of font. We do blah, 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 whatever your business is, you know, like we have, this is standard for the company and you, you need to be able to hit those standards every time. And until I can see that happening five times in a row, I'll review everything, you know?
0: Um, I think the only other like piece that I want to add is like, they mentioned, I currently review everyone's work for quality. And so for you, default micromanager, Like I yeah. think there needs to be a goal of getting people to be fully autonomous within their roles. Um, and part of that, part of what we're talking about here, the training element is going to be providing documentation, information that lives within your organization Mm -hmm. so that in the future, they're not having, you're not having to review their work. And this is not just like a control thing that you're doing, right? Like the goal is to get people, everyone to be autonomous. And right now you're checking everyone's work. So I think you need to set some goals for like, my goal is to get this person autonomous on this project or this area of responsibility first, then this person, like be really deliberate with this this process versus just continuing to review everything forever and keeping the knowledge in your head. Because if you just review it, make changes, and then don't teach them, train them, or document what you're doing, then this will be what you have to do forever. And I don't think that will feel good for everyone. The goal is that they're growing in their roles and becoming more uh, you know, of yeah. experts as well and able to be autonomous. And if they don't get that, they'll leave eventually because it will Absolutely. feel like micromanagement. So
1: yeah. And I know there are some roles or industries that have like a controller, you know, and it's their job. Yeah. You know, this is not that though, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're not, you know, talking about those types of positions. And so like you need a financial
0: controller. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I used to work at a large manufacturing organization. We had a financial controller, which was important, you know, yeah,
1: different of their job. Yeah, yeah. No, this is not bad. <laughs> so, and I know that it's really hard because, y- you know, especially I find for entrepreneurs, like even like, we'll talk about this in clockwork a lot where we're separating like my, you, the entrepreneur versus the business. And so much of that is enmeshed because it is, you know, your values really dictate the values of the company, you know, mm-hmm. it, and like your preferences, your style is going to become the company's style for sure. So you need to, but you need to standardize it. And that's my like, right. biggest thing. So yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's, that's all true. It's all we got. Three amazing oh stories. Um, don't forget job breakup blues to send us your update. Thank and you
0: to everyone for sending yes. in, please go to dearworkwives.com, submit your story. I know people sometimes are concerned, like, Oh, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want people to find out like, I don't so want to give it away. Provide, yeah, I don't want to give it away. Just provide as much detail as you can without feeling yeah. like you're, you know, going to be caught, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doubtful that your person listens to this too. Totally. I mean, Not don't yet, call anyway. yourself M's big brother if you really want to stay anonymous too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think, I think, you know, we're, we're good. We're, we we can be discreet. We will keep these can anonymous. Discreet.
0: Yeah. So fill it out so that we can support you, talk about you, help other people. Yes. Um,
1: because yeah. these were three great stories that I think are so relatable to everyone. So you might think your situation is is like unique or weird to you. It it's not in a in in a sad way. It's more more common probably than you think. So, cheers. Sure. All, right,
0: All right, right. Well. See, see you next, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Bye.